1 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. I'm going to read verses six and chapter six, verses 19 and 20. We are, turn to your neighbor and tell them, welcome to the season of Thrive. All right, they not feeling it. Turn to somebody else and tell them, welcome to the season of Thrive. Say, you going to thrive or you going to die? Which one you going to choose? <laughs> Go right. So a lot of great things are happening. First Sunday, we announced to you that we are coming to Silver Spring. God has his, God has his heart and mind uh, concerning that place at Silver Spring. I'm excited about it. Um, there's a word that God has given me for that region that I want to, I can't wait to announce on April 6th. We'll be doing pop-ups. It is our way, a new evangelistic tool. We are bringing awareness of Jesus Christ through the vehicle of the local church and letting them know that we are there. More details about outreach and stuff will be coming soon. Uh, again, for all of you leaders, we had a talk on Tuesday. Um, what was it? Tuesday? Wednesday. Um, to be in, uh, in line and in order for that. Also, I announced uh, the consecration of Minister Dominique Williams to the Office of Executive Pastor. And I've also announced... Uh, Brittany Hill to the Office of Eldership. So February 24th, all my leaders, I need you to be here on time. We got a lot of people coming in and you need to be in clergy wear. This is the one time out of the blue moon that I will actually have on my collar <laughs> and the full gear. This is once in a lifetime. Amen. <laughs> You're going to see me with an actual collar and a vestment on that should be very interesting all right take get your pictures and all of that there all right so i'm excited about that first sunday i talked about strength and numbers there's four areas god began to speak to me that you're going to thrive in you're going to thrive in numerically god's going to add to your business god's going to add uh, your numbers this year is going to be greater than the numbers you've ever seen before then i believe that god you're going to thrive spiritually I have been on a whole uh, rampage about talking about you need to grow and you need to mature you need to grow up because God is accelerating your life it's going to accelerate things in your life and you have to accelerate your character and the pace that God is accelerating things in your life all right uh, then I, I'm going to talk to you tonight about uh, the physical and mental side uh, I was wrestling between two things and what I was going to say today, uh, but God just told me to just stay here. So I'm going to do that. All right. So verse 19 says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? Verse 20 says, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are god which are gods thank you aria she already saying amen before i go amen i want to talk to you briefly about get fit get fit get fit get fit 
Now, I, I'm going to throw this question out to you. I'm going to throw this question as a question God gave me. Um, this, is, this is a very interesting question. He began to ask me, um, and I, I want you to really think about this, right? Uh, put the question up there for me. The question that, you know, I'm very curious to want to know is... Can God use you to your fullest capacity in the physical and mental shape that you are in? I began to ask myself the question. I was like, for where I believe God is going to take my life, it's going to require travel, a lot of tax on your body, going here for the there. So I said to myself, I could have probably handle it for a little while. Then after a while, you start feeling its effects. So what I'm saying is, is that, ladies and gentlemen, is that God is requiring us to get in the shape mentally and physically for what you are praying for. Because what does it mean to ask things and, and, and God, oh, accelerate things in my life and all of this stuff, and you are not even in the mental capacity to even take it all? Sometimes it may feel like it's overwhelming. That's why some people, that's why you see certain stars and different things like that when their life has progressed to a certain place, they got suicide in their thoughts and in their minds because what they are doing has now became overbearing. The, the level of responsibility because with more, uh, with more that you are given, much is required. All right, so if I'm given more, then that means I have a more responsibility. If, I, if, I'm, if, if my numerical numbers are increasing, that means I have more people to manage. If my business is increasing, that means I got more people to manage. Therefore, I need to balance this whole thing called life. And so also with us physically, I said, man, listen, I need to get back in shape. <laughs> I went to the gym the other day, me and Vernon. I did the, the, the intense workout. I said, God. <laughs> I said, my God. I said, man, Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> oh, my God. I was in there. We was doing this intense workout. I was in the 30-minute part, and, and, and I was like, man, forget this. I ain't going on the elliptical or nothing like that. I'm going to straight do this, man. We're going to be doing some squats. We're going to be doing, like, step, knee up, step down, Bam. Because actually, you're actually working more muscles of your body doing it that way than doing it on the elliptical. So I said, man, I'm a champ. I'm going to go and do this. We got to get in shape. And so I went there. I said, okay, bro. I thought I was about to start weightlifting afterwards. I said, bro, we got to go. <laughs> got to go. I'll go back at it another day. Because I'm trying to come in there like, you know, how I was when I was in the gym. I could go in there. I, I'll beat Vernon. At one time, Sheldon would come out with me to the gym. They'd be tired after a while. I could still go. But because I've been busy, you're eating late, all of this other stuff, and weight starts to come on. And I said, oh, God. <laughs> you know, have you ever looked at this? You looked at a picture from a few months ago, and then you look, I was like, good God, what happened? 
It's <laughs> 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 like, man, I need to really do something about this. My biggest weaknesses are French fries and chocolate chip cookies. Come on, somebody. Come on. There's nothing. Oh, my God. French fries. Oh, my goodness. Yes, sir. All you need is Chick-fil-A fr waffle fries. You can get the Western fries from Royal Farms. You can go all through. Listen, don't get me started on French fries. And then we just got an air fry. Oh, my God. Listen, I now know I can survive because I have that air fryer. I can live on my own and know because I have this little invention. I will go far in life. Your lady asks you, hey, can you cook? Yes, I can. The air fryer. <laughs> what you want? Hook it up on the air fryer. Listen, we can get the we oodles and noodles. You can add that to the you can add that to the the, the, the menu. Now with the air fryer, whatever you want. If I can't put it in there, <laughs> can't do anything. Anyway, so God asked me this question: Can you? And I said, you know, yeah, for a while, but then it would catch up to me. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of things you want fame and all this stuff, understanding, not understand with fame and not understanding with th those different things, it comes with responsibility. Not understanding that it, it wears on you mentally and also it'll wear on you physically. And, and a lot of times people uh, uh, talk about physical health and mental health separate, but they both are intertwined. Because if your mental not right, your physical is going to be affected in one way or another. See, if your mental's not right, it's either going to do the two things. Either you go into a place of insomnia, or you're going to go into a place of food disorder, or you'll go into a place of gluttony. If your physical is not right, say, for instance, you're dealing with different physical ailments in your body, your mental is going to be affected. You're going to feel like you're not of yourself, or you can't do what you used to do, and that starts to wear down on you. You get what I'm saying? So the biggest thing that I'm telling you all for the uh, for the level of where you're going in your life, if you don't get yourself physically and mentally fit, then what's going to happen is eventually with success, it's going to catch up on you. That's why a lot of men and women of God who stand behind the pulpit, I preach hard. I holler. I yell. I go in. You know what that does? It affects your heart. If you're not doing what you need to do and strengthening yourself. Now, here's the deal that I'm telling you. Life does happen. There's people I know have ate, eaten the right things, works out, all that stuff, and still got affected with some type of form of disease. I'm not talking about the things that happens with life. I'm just talking about the things that we put on ourselves. Currently, right now, I am not on high blood pressure medicine. I plan to stay off. But if I continue to eat french fries, I'm going down the path. <laughs> that is a uh, blood pressure medicine just knocking on your door. It runs in your family. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be, you have to take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself. And you know, the other thing is people don't get enough sleep. You got to take care of yourself. 
Because eventually, again, that's where strokes, heart attacks, all of that, because you're not taking care of your body. Here's a couple of things. I'm not going to go so much in detail of what's going on in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm just going to give you the, the, the overall context of what this comes out of. Because what's happening is, is that Paul is getting on the Corinthian church because there's a lot of sexual immorality going on. People are hooking up with folk of the same sex, different things like that. And Paul is saying that is unacceptable. That is not because guess what? There is a scripture says that all things, all things may be lawful, but but it's not profitable. So a lot of them had this idea because I have this appetite for food. That I can just go get food. And so my body is the same thing. If I want sex, I should just be able to go and get it. Just because you can do it don't mean it's profitable for you. Because your body was not made for sexual immorality. That's why he says sexual sin is what you do against yourself, your own body. Because your body cannot handle that. Every one person you hook up to is every spirit that they have dealing with them. Every spirit they got dealing with you, hello, you've now opened yourself up to it. That's why God says you got to do it in my boundaries. There's nothing wrong with getting it on, but just put it in the boundaries. It's a beautiful thing. That's why I created it. But if it's not in the boundaries of what it's supposed to be in, then you are going to be affected by its effects, its physical effects, its mental effects. Are you hearing me? So that's the context of it, but I want to change it from, I, I, I want to help you understand something that, that just because you think you can do whatever you want to do, don't mean that it's profitable for you. Because the reality I want you to know tonight is that you are not your own. This body that you have is a gift from God. <laughs> are you hearing me tonight? This body that you and I have, you've been given one responsibility while here. That's to take care of it. In fact, you are a steward over what's not yours. Are you hearing me? You and I are stewards over this body. And so, and so since you have to understand that, if, if this is not yours, then that means you should take care of it with better respect. If it's not yours. Oh, here's the deal. Have you ever got tired of people who would use your stuff and don't treat it like it was theirs? Uh, you know, I know they want to say amen. On <laughs> you know, it seems like it seems like that has an art when it comes down to Apple charges and courts. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> I'm just saying they don't treat it as their own. And God looks at us the same way when we open up ourselves to so many different things. When we're not taking care of our bodies, it's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? How can I use you in your fullest capacity? And you're going in and out of hospitals. How can I use you in your fullest capacity? And you're taking so much medicine. Why is that? Because you haven't treated and taken care of yourself. I'm talking about the things that you and I can control. You can control what goes in your mouth. You can control what you do with your body and who you talk to. You can control what you look at, what you see. You can control those things. 
And so the reality is, is that I'm trying to, if you're going to thrive and you're going to thrive physically, then you got to understand that number one, I'm just a vessel. I am God's property. Are you hearing me? I am the property of God. Understand that you are the property of God. Here's what he says. Here's what he says in verse uh, in verse 20. For you were bought at a price. That means God purchased you. That means you are his. You have now became the property of God's. Guess what? Before you were the property of God's, you were the property of Satan. Oh, I, I always ruled my life. No, you didn't. No, you did not. You were the property of Satan. You were born in the sin and iniquity. Are you hearing me tonight? You were born. You were working. You were the property. You were enslaved to someone. And you were enslaved until the, oh my God, to the, to the to, 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 oh my God. You were enslaved to the nature of this world. And so what he did was, the Bible says that even when we were yet sinners, that Christ died for the ungodly. So here's the deal. God already purchased you with already knowing about you. Why is that so significant? Because, ladies and gentlemen, when we're buying a car and if we're buying a house and if we're buying anything like that, we want to know what we're getting ourselves into before we buy it. But God already knowing because he knows the beginning from the end what he's getting himself into and he purchased you anyway. God is not like us, but with us. But, 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 but with that understanding, here's the deal. This is what you should shout about with that understanding. It, this is the grace of God. And because you have experienced this type of grace, this should cause you to want to live in a way that is holy and acceptable unto God. He said, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. You have to present your body. You have to, you have to present it because it's not yours. He said, I purchased it. Now bring it back to me. God, are you hearing me? You are not you, you, you are not your own. Paul also illustrated this again in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He began to say again in verse, uh, in verse 17, if anyone defiles the temple of God, no, let's go to verse 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? I want to make this thing about what is a temple. A temple was a building. It was sacred. It was a holy building. Let's make the connection here in the New Testament. The New Testament, what is looked at as the temple now is you. So what does that mean? That I have some type, but there is something sacred about my body. That means something that has to be holy about my body. He said, be holy for I am holy. He's saying because you are the temple now, now that those who have given their lives to Christ is the temple of God now, that means the spirit lives on the inside of you. And the spirit cannot live in something that is defiled. So if you understand that I am the temple of God, 
That means that there has to, you have to treat your body with such dignity and honor and respect for what's in here. It's like this. You have respect for your home, right? You are not going to have anybody come in there that don't <laughs> look at your home like, man, this is dirty. You don't want nobody leaving out of there <laughs> like, no. I'm not going back there again. <laughs> they got roaches. <laughs> they <laughs> food all over the place. <laughs> Peace. You want to stay for dinner? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, fam. Are you, are you seeing where I'm going? What I'm telling you is if you're going to thrive, you have to thrive physically understanding that you have to treat your body and your mind. God wants to bring you to a place of wholeness where your mind, body and spirit is complete and one in sync, working together. You can't. All right, let me let me move. Let me move. Are you, are you seeing where I'm going with this? All right. So you have to understand that your body is the temple of God. You are God's property. And so with you being God's property, there is a holiness that you must observe with your body. That's why you can't use you can't you can't just do anything old, old thing with it because it's not profitable for you. All right. Point two, I want to show you this. Our bodies are used to achieve God's purposes. Here's the pro- here's the deal. What do you mean by God's purposes? Colossians chapter one, verse 16 will let us know this. Uh, Colossians chapter one, verse 16. It'll let us know. Will tell us right here in the text. Is it up there for me? It says for by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things, say somebody say all things, all things were created through him and for him. That means everything that you see here was created by him and for him. You were not put on this earth to fulfill your own purposes. God had you as a thought in mind, an idea for a purpose that he had in the earth realm that he was going to use you to accomplish. Oh my God. He said before I, oh my God, before I formed you in your mother's womb, you were a thought of mine. You were an idea. I knew who you were going to be. I knew what you were going to do. And I know how I was going to get glory through your life from the very beginning. Hallelujah. You should thank God for that because God already had a plan for you to achieve and it was going to achieve his purpose. What is his purpose? His purpose is one thing, his glory. It is the glory of God that he's concerned about. And he says, I share it with no man, but you can benefit from it, but I don't share it with anybody. Hallelujah. You can benefit from the glory of God, but he he don't share it with nobody. And so here's the deal that people get full of themselves because they think that God is going to share the glory with them like he, you did it, but you didn't do anything. You were a vessel that was used for the very purpose of the glory of God. And that's it. 
That is all you were created to do was to give God glory and glory through your body. And that's why Paul says, now you were purchased with a price. Now glorify God with your body. Now, how do you do that? You do that by what the gifts and the talents that God has placed on your life and putting it into action. Here's the deal. I came to serve notice to you tonight and I'm coming to challenge you in this year. I don't want to hear your excuses this year and neither does God. Why you're not doing this? Why you're not going there? Here's the reality. This year, the key word over this year, we even said is thrive. But under that same notion is investment. <laughs> Listen here. What you do not invest, you will not see a harvest from. And let me tell you something, if you are not fully invested into the, oh my God, fully invested into what God has for your life, if you're not fully planted, the Bible says that those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. And the only way you flourish is if you were planted and if that you invested somewhere. If you are not invested, you will see no results. How can you thrive and you've never invested anything? You're scared to even put it to the ground and see what happens if you do not invest. If you don't put it in the ground, you will just be just like that lazy servant who received one talent and did nothing with it because he wanted to make an excuse and say that, oh, I was scared of you. I thought you was evil, man. No, you have a wrong idea about who God is. He gave you that one talent and that one talent is just enough to shake this whole world up. That one talent is just enough to take you into places that you'll never imagine the bible says that a man's gift will make room for you and it can't make room if you never use it the reality is is that you got to use what you've been given because you were created for the purposes of god you were created for the purposes of God. Are you hearing me tonight? You gotta go all in. You can't be halfway with God. God don't like your lukewarmness. God don't, you gotta go all in with God. If you're willing to go all in with him, God will go all in with you. And he'll show you, and he, oh my God, he will show you great signs. He'll show you great wonders. He'll show you great miracles because he put you here to achieve his purpose. And if God put you here and you invested what he's given you, it's his bill. And so he gotta make provision for it. Look at somebody say, if it's God's will, it is his bill. He got to make it happen. He got to make it happen. But he's waiting on you. You're not waiting on God to thrive and to make you thrive. God's waiting on you. If he get a willing vessel, he says, I put a treasure in earthly vessels. You got a treasure on the inside of you. You've been equipped with the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And guess what? That, that same power, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you because he's given it to you to fulfill his purpose in the earth realm. They said, I'm getting myself, I got to get fit so I could thrive, so God could use me to my full capacity, to my full 
capacity. He said, you got to glorify God in your body and to your spirit. First Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10. He says, and he said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. I got to listen. I got to make certain decisions and I got to make smarter decisions what I eat. I got to make smarter decisions on what I read and what I look at. What I spend time with. Some of you are spending time wasting your time on things that don't edify. Wasting your time on things that don't build you up. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. If you are spending wasteless time on things, you are not going to thrive because you are wasting your time on things that are not going to produce any fruit. It's about bearing fruit. What am I going to do with fruitless stuff? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to achieve anything. Messing with fruitless people that don't have anything. I'm not gonna bear I'm not gonna bear any fruit that means anything if I'm wasting time on putting my hands to things that are not going to produce any type of result he said I gotta get fit you gotta train you gotta train you have to discipline Paul said I beat my body into submission you have to put yourself into submission. You've got to bring your body into submission to the will of God. Literally, you got to what? In other words, you got to beat your flesh into submission. Brandon, I know you want the fries, but you can't have them right now. Really? <laughs> oh, God. Them chocolate chip cookies look real good right now. Don't mean that you need them. Not saying that you, uh, listen, I'm not telling you need to be a vegan. I'm not telling you need to be any of that stuff. All I'm telling you is just, just watch what you got going on. Listen, I love meat. <laughs> Carnivore, amen. Nothing wrong with those who are vegans or nothing like that. I'm just saying, it is what it is. But you have to get yourself mentally and physically fit and, and prepared for where you're going. You hear me? You got, listen, you got businesses to run. You, you got places to, you got places, businesses to manage. You got, listen here. How many of you believe that the things that God has put your hands to is, is going to take a lot of activity out of you? What does that mean you got to do? Put yourself, get yourself mentally ready. You got to get yourself mentally ready. I'm going to say this verse and we're going to get out of here. I hope you got something out of this. Uh -huh. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, here it is. First Timothy chapter four, verse eight. For bodily exercise profits a little. But godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise of the life that now is. And of that which is to come. Here's what I'm telling you. Paul is not saying in first in first Timothy chapter four, he in first Timothy chapter chapter four, verse eight, he's not telling you that you cannot bodily exercise. He's saying it does help you. Trust me, it does. He's not speaking against it. Amen. 
saying you should. He's not saying, I'm going to tell you this too. I'm going to tell you this, but you got to be careful with this, this thing called yoga. You need to be careful with it because it's a new age philosophy that is now coming into play, whereas though they feel as though that you can communicate with God through your body with yoga. It's a new age philosophy. I'm telling you that to watch out for it. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong, but it's almost like it has the idea that you can replace prayer with yoga. Telling you, you better be watch. Not saying that you can't. I'm just saying you got to be careful. But listen here, he's saying that's a good thing, but watch this. It's more important to practice godliness because godliness will put you in the right shape. Godliness not only benefits you in this life, but in the one to come. When you live, when you live a godly life, you have rewards waiting for you, not just here, but there. You know what? There is a, there's an example that Craig Rochelle just did recently. He had a long rope. He had a long rope. He had a long rope. And then he, and in the middle of this rope, he had like a red, like a red marker. He said, this red marker is your life. And so, so many people live so caught up with this short period of time. Not understanding that eternity is forever. Oh, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm big and bad. I'm going to do whatever. Nobody's going to tell me anything. No, da 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 Let me tell you something. You don't practice godliness, you're going to set yourself up. Are you hearing me tonight? The reality is this. You live in your life for this little speck of time. Solomon said your life is nothing but a vapor. You're here one minute, you're gone the next. Like that. But if I'm fitting myself, fitting myself for there, then I'm going to have the rewards that are waiting for me there. But while you're here, you need to make sure that you are putting yourself in the best shape possible. I'm not telling you you need to be a little stick figure. I'm not telling you any of that stuff. I'm telling you you just need to put yourself in the best shape mentally and physically possible so that God can do what he needs to do in your life. Do you receive that tonight? Look at somebody say, you got to get fit. Got to get fit. If you want to thrive, you got to get fit. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. God is a good God. God is a good God. And I'm telling you, this is, I, I, this is, I feel so strangely that something good is about this year. Something good is waiting on this year. I believe this is the year where things are going to break open in your life like never before. I'm going to be ready mentally and physically for it. I'm going to tell you something. It's going to seem like everything is happening in your life at one time. And he's going to be like, wow, this is a blessing. But Lord, can you just slow it up? No, you prayed for this. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't want him to slow up nothing. I, no, I prayed for this. 
Hallelujah. If you're not saved in this room, I offer you Jesus Christ today. If you want to get fit, that's the first thing you do. Put yourself in a right relationship with God. He came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He came that you, he came that you may have a life and experience it.